Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 135. And I got a special guest in the building. I ran across this guy about two years ago on YouTube. This guy has his own merch, Teespring, his own Twitch, uh, and his own YouTube channel, formerly known as CK2K. How you doing, bro? Long time. What's up, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I just been uh, sitting here in my house looking at highlights of the Knicks and watching one of your recent shows, and you was talking about CJ McCullough. That was a good one. So that's, Appreciate that's you. what I was doing. Anytime. Well, you weren't watching those Warriors highlights, were you? You weren't doing that to yourself, were you? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> I, I, re- I rewatched the game like twice, and I'm yeah. still mad. So yeah. it's all right, man. Yeah, I normally rewatch games myself. I could, last night was an exception. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, sometimes, sometimes you go into games and you're like, man, I think we could win, but it's like, Ah. <laughs> yeah, that was hard to find that 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 maybe it could have happened. Last night was hard to find that for that for me. Nah, nah, yeah. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact, man. But um CK, man. Let's get right into it, bro. Cause the people want to know <laughs> why the hell is your name CK2K? <laughs> it's actually way simpler than it seems, man. Like <laughs> my initials are CC. My name is Chris Clark, but I hate that. That sounds so stupid. That's why CC. But so I went by my my middle name, so that's why I go CK. Um, and I had my YouTube channel CKTV, and that was meant for entertainment and blah blah blah. But I wanted to have a channel where I talk about the Knicks and you know and and play two K. Um, so I had made the channel CK2K, and it stands for Chris, Knicks, and 2K, because that's what you're going to get on the channel. So CK2K. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's literally the only explanation for <laughs> the name CK2K, because that's what you're getting on my channel. You're going to get Chris, which is me, the New York Knicks. That's what I talk about. And, of course, we play 2K on the channel as well. And it's funny. You said you mentioned 2K. 2K21 is so terrible, bro. It's bad. It's bad, man. It's bad. I have more fun playing by myself than I do playing, like, in, like, uh, what's the new mode? Not the 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 city. Yeah. See, I don't have fun with that stuff anymore, man. Just just this year, at least. Not not, not in general. Just just this year. Because it's broken. It's broken. Yeah, man. I can't. The defense is broken. Yeah. I hate it. I hate the shooting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, ever since 2K15. Damn, that far back? I'll go. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him eighteen, even though that one wasn't great. But I'll give him eighteen. You see, my beef with two K is the Knicks been stinking it up. Facts. Years. Facts. And facts. Facts. Face scans sucked. Yeah, they never. They gave us no respect. Yeah, hundred percent to this day. No respect. Yeah. And I always play with them in my career mode. Same. So it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a struggle. Like you got to get through a whole entire season, and then hopefully the second season you can probably make it to the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, it's a push. It's a push. <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of um, 2K, right? You yep. mentioned the Knicks. Yes, sir. So, what the hell made you a Knicks fan? Like, what? And also, as far as your YouTube channel is concerned, mm-hmm. what inspired you the most um, doing your YouTube channels? Because it got to start somewhere. Like, you yeah. got to be inspired from somewhere. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, born into it. Um, I'm I'm actually from uh, Queens, New York, and um, we right. I'm I moved out here when I was young with my mom. Uh, but my mom and my dad were huge Knicks fans. My mom, my mom was was crazy like that, uh, working in Wall Street and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was just something that stuck to me. Uh, I I've already admit on my channel that when we moved out here, I tried 
the Laker thing did not stick. I just always was thinking about my <laughs> Knicks because my dad and, you know, I had family over in New York. So my dad was always giving me hell uh, whenever we used to call and visit and stuff like that. So, yeah, it just stuck. And here we are. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, it's just it's a bug that doesn't get away. Um, the only bug I got away from was football. And I, I get hell for that all the time. I'm not a New York football fan at all. Uh, not a Jets, not a Giants. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Knicks. Team? Uh, my team is the Saints, man. Um, I got into football, like, in middle school. Um, and I loved Aaron Brooks. Uh, so then I had started. Yeah, he was on the Saints at the time. And then, quarterback. The, yeah, quarterback Aaron Brooks. Yeah, Michael Vick's cousin. And, yeah, and then the rest was history. Then I just – I was rocking with the Saints since then. And that was it. Um, yeah, we were a big basketball um, family. So I didn't really, you know, grow up with football like that. So when I started watching football, it was Aaron Brooks. And then I became a Saints fan. And then a few years later, we got a guy named Drew Brees. And the rest was history. Um, but, yeah, uh, that, that's, 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 that's really how it came to be. But as far as YouTube, the journey – I. Look, man, I I love entertaining. That's been my favorite thing. And I, I don't know if you noticed by watching my video, like I don't do the uh, the quote unquote news and analyst thing the same. I don't I'm not a fan of that. Um, I, I right. love others who do it because, you know, like you and CP, like everybody like everyone does it great. But I, I'm not a fan of just sitting down and, and giving the facts like to give the opinion and have and hear what you got, what everyone else who is watching say, hear what they have to say and then respond to that. That's that's what I love. I love the conversation. That's my favorite part about it. Um but I, yeah, my my big thing is the entertainment factor, um, and I, I, you know, I've been doing, uh, you know, I've been acting, I've done commercials, I've done auditions, I've done all kinds of stuff, being in LA and things like that, and you know, YouTube is the one platform where you can, you you control your own destiny, like you, it's yours, like you make the channel, and then you're controlling everything, and I absolutely love that, you know, starting I did gaming content, I did sketches, started off with, and then you know, made the the two the the CK two K channel where I just talked about Knicks, and then. You know, other Knicks fans are coming through and then it, it turned into what it is today. And I, you know, I think that's what's really cool about it. I just love the conversation. I love getting into it with other Knicks fans, knowing that we all have the same goal in mind. And that's for our team to get better, whether whether we all have different opinions about it. Um, we all just want to see the team get better. And that, that was that's really how it came to be. Right. And, you know, it's crazy. I commend you on your efforts for the for the YouTube channel, because I just recently went with my girl. She bought me you know, some headphones or microphone and stuff like that. So I was going to get into the video thing. Like the video thing, it gives you more of a, a feeling. Like it gives you more of an authentic feeling. And then you always put in like a short comedy skit from somewhere. And it's like funny. <laughs> it's like authentic. It's yeah. Like a barbershop. Yeah. So I appreciate that, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate anybody who puts in the work, man, puts in the time, bro. Because everybody got a life. You, you mm -hmm. know, I see you got your your kids. You you working? Yeah, and, and and you putting out YouTube videos. So I commend you for that. I appreciate man. that, man. Back at you, man. You know what it is, man. The grind, the grind is always there, man. All, all for the love of it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So <laughs> speaking of the Knicks, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. The Knicks have been so surprising this season, and you know, for for me personally. Compared to last season, like, it was times where I was watching games, bro. Like, I could remember the Milwaukee game specifically, and I could remember Fizdale smiling. Ah, that one. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was down 40. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and what, was, what, was your, what was your feelings last <sighs> season compared to this season when it comes to the team? So the problem with what we do and, you know, and, and giving our opinions on sports online, whether it's the podcast form, YouTube, whatever it is, we have a problem of we feel one way. And then when we're wrong, we hear about it. 
Fizdale's probably been one of the biggest L's I've taken doing YouTube because I really felt like Fizdale could have been a good coach for us in the way that he is a player's coach. I thought that's what we had needed. So seeing that game, that specific Milwaukee's Bucks game that you were talking about, <laughs> that was the moment I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I was very, very, very wrong. And the fact that this cameraman kept the camera on him and slowly zoomed in, I was just like, yeah. I was wrong. I, I I I was so wrong. I was so wrong, and it, that was the moment. From that moment on, I couldn't. I had to apologize, and I'm, I'm I, I couldn't. I couldn't support Fizdale as our coach anymore. Bro, that was the moment. Bro, literally, I remember I was defending Fizdale. We was on a ten game losing streak, right? And I was defending Fizdale. Yes, and I was giving wild excuses. I'm like, nah, man. They saddled him with the with a trash roster. He got a million yeah. power forward. Yeah, and then you. Then you watch this season and you like, yeah. What the fuck have we we've been doing for the past yep, six years? Hundred percent. Yep. 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 Even and even when uh just when uh oh my goodness we just had him when uh Mike Miller came in like even just the <laughs> slight difference between him and Fizz I was just like oh yeah oh okay I was I was defending the wrong dude like <laughs> that was he was not it he was not it. even though we we were slightly better with Mike Miller but like. Yeah, it was just it was the, just night and day, and now, like you just said, with Thibodeau, like it's a completely different beast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just he wasn't it, man. We were wrong. We, we were wrong about that Yo, one, bro. <laughs> Real talk. Mike Miller lost me. I will never forget this day. Uh-oh. I was off work the day after the All Star break ended, and when I seen that starting line. And it still had Reggie Bullock and these dudes oh, in the start yes. line. I said, "Yo, I'm done with this season." Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, you, I, you know, I still feel like that wasn't him. I still feel like that he never really had a, a, a total control of what he was allowed to do for the the um the uh start, the rotations. I'm I, I I could be wrong, and I you know I could be wrong, and but I I, I truly believe that because I don't think my Mike Miller is known to be. Um, a development guy. So for him to right. have those kind of make those kind of decisions, it just did not feel like it was him. But I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I get it. I'm with you. I'm not going to fight you on that because it was very annoying. But at the same time, I just feel like it was that was not him. That was not him. He was an interim. He had to so, listen. So do you think the politics of MSG is over now that Leon Rose is in the building? Yeah. I, you know what? <sighs> Yes, I would say yes, because of who it is that we have upstairs now with Leon Rose and World Wide West. Like we got strong figures up there. And you know that, especially with everything that we've been hearing about Doan over the years, you know, that had not, that had to be a bit difficult for him to fully turn over basketball control to somebody who is a basketball mind. And you could tell because this is the first time in a long time that we got synergy upstairs and in the coaching staff. You know what I mean? So. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I, I feel like the, the tide has definitely turned in the fact that, um, yeah, I, I feel like the um, Dolan is just signing off the checks and letting the basketball guys handle the basketball stuff. And this year has been a, a, a product of that. So, you know, shout out to James Dolan, man, this guy. Mm-hmm. I know he catches a lot of flack, lot. but I always tell people, you know, he hired the most minorities I've ever seen in sports. Yeah. Literally. Like, I've never seen an owner hire that many minorities. And then on top of the fact that he'll trust people and he entrusted a black man yeah. 
aka Steve Mills, we're gonna call him the boogeyman because <laughs> a lot of people don't like mentioning the boogeyman. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, the boogeyman yeah. traded Porzingis, and, and, and we 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 don't we gonna talk about that a little bit. I later. was expecting it. I'm right. expecting it. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm gonna let it rock for now. But let's get into um, tipping all these dudes because you know you brought them right up. And the next defense is a brick wall, brick wall right mm-hmm. now. They win the NBA in scoring defense, mm-hmm. 103.5 points per game, field goal percentage defense, and three-point percentage defense. And they've held nine opponents under 100 points, mm-hmm. eight and one record in those games. Wow. Yeah. Um, what have you seen from Thibodeau that you like the most and what do you like the least? For, for me, the least – because the I think most, we have the same least. Like the I think it was going to be the same. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I was going to say, I think we have the same what we like the most. I think the least, I think we'll probably agree on this too. I can't stand Tibbs. Yep, I knew it. Yep. Yeah. Same. That's my least as well. Bro. Yeah. Like, you cannot play Julius and these dudes the whole 12 minutes of yeah. the first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what. What, how do you feel about Tim? Um, well, to answer the initial question, yeah, my um, my favorite thing, um, and I I don't know if this is what yours was going to be. My favorite thing, and it, I said I love, I've always loved about Tom Thibodeau, even though I'm not, I was never a crazy Tom Thibodeau fan before, um, mm-hmm. but I always love how he is never satisfied, and that is something we have not had in a long time. So with that comes, you know, uh, you, when we were having our winning streaks and we were playing well, you know, he always, he was ending the game still upset. And I love that because that means that he's still going to make sure that we find that lesson and not we're not satisfied with the win um, against uh, whoever it was. Like, you know, when we beat the the Pacers or the Hawks or whatever the case may be, you know, don't be happy because you won this game. Now let's focus on winning the next game. I love that because we haven't had a coach like that before because, you know, uh, if we went on a three-game uh, winning streak, there would be champagne in the locker room and Fizdale would have been right there in the center of it too if, if it was doing it in his tenure. So, you know, I, that's one thing I absolutely love about Tom Thibodeau. Um, but yeah, my least favorite thing has been the rotations for sure. You hit the nail on the head for me. That's it's been weird, but at the same time, I guess we can't say we didn't see that coming because that's just his calling card. That's how it always has been. He right. is going to play the guys that he wants to play until their legs fall off. Uh, no shot at Derrick Rose. All love. Glad you're back. But you know, literally, that's just what he does. And um, it's it's been very frustrating. Last night was a, a perfect. I don't know when this is coming out, so excuse me. The one the Warriors game um, was like the perfect uh, ex- explanation of that because. The third quarter, we were, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, we were out there just oh. letting the Warriors smack us across the face and not defending ourselves because we, he was leaving the lineup that was not working out. He was just leaving them out there instead of making any adjustments when it just was not working. You know, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett's my guy, but last night was his, wasn't his night. He didn't take him out and make any kind of adjustments in any way, shape, or form. Even, you know, Alfred Payton, I don't care if he had 20 points. He took, it took him 90 shots to get him. Like, there's a lot of different instances where things should have been shifted, especially with how well our bench was playing. Um, it, it's nights nice, like those that really, you know, scratch, I, I scratch my head a lot. Um, so, yeah, rotations have been a bit questionable uh, for me, and I think that's probably the biggest negative I can find at, t- at Tibbs. But to be honest, that's probably one of the only few. I, I don't have too many when it comes to Tibbs. So – also, let's give a quick shout out to Mike Woodson. Oh my man. God, Kenny, those man. guys, man. Let's, let's Johnny Bryant, don't forget Johnny Bryant. Like, throw love there Johnny too. Bryant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. I love me those too. Guys, me too. And I love those guys because 
they all first of all they all black. Amen. Right, yes, sir. Amen. Shout out to um, James mm -hmm. Dolan. But second of all, all these dudes know basketball. Mm -hmm. There's a certain guy over there in Kentucky who's a fraud right now. <laughs> Coach Cal. And he looks like a huge fraud. And I think it's because of Kenny Payne. And Julius Randle's an all-star right. right now. That might be because of Kenny Payne. Um, also, when I'm looking at Julius Randle, Mike Woodson, it looked like Mike Woodson's offense a little bit when he had Melo. Ah. But Julius Randle passes the ball more uh -huh. than Melo. So how do you feel about the guys behind the scenes? Oh, man, I was more excited about the, the supporting cast than the head coaching. I, I, and that's saying a lot because I was, I was cool with the Thibodeau hiring. But bringing in all of these guys and bring and all the reputation, even Johnny Bryant's young self, who's just a few years older than me, you know, like this coach, like the coaching staff, this is the first time I can say from head coach down, like we have competence. You know what I'm saying? Like you get a little bit of everything with everybody that we have on this coaching staff. Like anywhere you turn, you have somebody that's going to be you're giving you the right kind of information. And Julius Randle has been the perfect like example of that this year. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's really exciting to see these guys on this staff. It's a little worrisome because, you know, I'm afraid that some of these teams are going to be trying to poach our guys when they're needing head coaches in the future. But for right now, like, it, this has been really good, you know, for the long term for, you know, R.J. Barrett, you know, for all these guys. Emmanuel Quickly, too. He's been benefiting from a lot of everything. You always see them talking to these guys, you know, in timeouts and stuff like that. It's been a blessing, man. Um, I want people to really know. I want people to start watching this, including you, bro. When the when when you, the Knicks go to the bench, I want you to see where the young guys oh, yeah. are sitting. I'm always seeing Knox yep. next to Kenny Payne. I'm always seeing quickly next to Rose, Mike Woodson, Johnny O. Like I always see, you know, Mitchell Robinson. He's talking with Johnny O on the sideline. Um, all of these vets that's that that's on his team. You know, all the kids talk to them. I, I like what's going on yeah, this season. And, you know, part of this, the biggest surprise of the season, big dog Julius yes, Randle. And I'm going to let you go first uh -oh. because for me, I hated this, man. But I'm going to let you go first. Uh, first thoughts about Julius When Randall. we signed him last year? Yeah, matter of fact, let's start from last oh, year. Okay. When we signed okay. him, everybody said he was going to be an all-star. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. Uh huh. We get 19 yeah. and 9. It's cool. Cool. 29% from three or 27%, you know, below 50% from yeah. the field. Yeah. Randall was terrible last yeah. season. I don't care what <laughs> nobody said. Ball hog, day play, Tasmanian devil spin move. He was disgusting to watch last right. year. This year, I feel like I feel stupid. Yeah. I, I I feel dumb. I feel hoodwinked, <laughs> uh, flabbergasted. Um, I I'm I'm mm. shocked. This game, yo, that forty-four mm. point game, bro. I was so shocked at what mm -hmm. I was watching that I had to rewatch the game just to make sure. Like I had, like I I didn't know yeah, what the yeah, hell was too. going on, but. What what's your take on Randall, man? How you feel about him now? So I can just talk about the now. I don't have to make admit to how I felt last year. I can just talk about how I feel about him right now. Yeah, all right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, because you know, I was I was like you was not a big fan of it. Um, to be that's not true. When when we brought him in and for the contract, I was like, okay, 
but I wasn't excited. I wasn't, you know, the all-star conversation stuff like that. But I was like, okay, this is a good start. Like, you know, we got a vet that, or, or yeah, like, yeah, a vet, even though he's 25, 26. We got a vet that wants to be here. Mm-hmm. It's a big, good start. This would be fun. Um, but then how last year went, went, and I was not a fan of it. I, this dude is, I'm, if this was the Julius Randle I was afraid of. Um, I have some homies being, you know, unfortunately living in LA, I got a lot of homies that are Laker fans, and that's what I was hearing it all, all before he even played a game in the Knicks uniform. That's all I was hearing. They're like, look, man, I don't know how you feel about Julius Randle, but watch out. You either going to get a nice, efficient one, or he's going to look like a dude that is lost in the sauce. I was like, what does that mean? Well, I got to see it all last year. This man with the spin move, Tasmania, yeah, everything, all, whatever you want to call him. But uh, yeah, this year has definitely been. It was, it was, it was great. And you know, from the off season when we were seeing him in better shape, talking about his diet change and him looking trim, like for the first time in his entire career, he mm-hmm. came in this year looking like he was a completely different dude, looking damn near like he could play small forward in this league. You know, so that was a good sign right. from the jump. I was still a little skeptical because I was so burned by last year, but I was like, good for you. I'm glad that you are at least trying. But then for you know Thibodeau, especially in the I don't know if you remember those first preseason games. He was dribbling the ball up the court like he was the point guard again, and everyone was rolling their eyes like, "Oh, we gonna have to deal with this again this season." Yeah, yeah. But it was efficient, <laughs> and 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 it stuck that way through the preseason and through right now to the point where everyone's congratulating and cheering him being an all star this year. You know, it's it he he yeah he hoodwinked us all, man, and and I'm happy to be hoodwinked. I'm I've never been more happy to be wrong in my yeah. entire life than with Julius Randle right now because this dude um completely flipped the switch in one season. And is already looking like a guy that, you know, we can have that conversation of maybe we should extend him and have him long term. Maybe we should build. But I'm just saying I'm saying the conversation. I'm not saying that that's what we should do. But at least you got to be honest with the point with how he's been playing there. He has warranted that conversation to be opened up. And um, whether I'm there to say that we're going to do that or not, we'll tune into when the season's over. But for right now, I know for sure we pick up that team option. We run it again next year. And that's where I'm that's where I'm leaving that at. <laughs> Yo, Randall is the first Nick to have several hundred plus points, three hundred plus rebounds in the team's first Crazy, thirty-one right? games. Up, other Knicks to do it was Willis Reed, Patrick Ewan. What company, Crazy. man? Well, you mean you mean <laughs> that other guy didn't do that? The tall dude that was playing for us, he didn't do that. Oh, the cornball, <laughs> the snake, <laughs> goddamn snake, man. <laughs> oh man, yo. And and you know, you know what's so beautiful about having Julius Randle play so well right now is he's making 19 million, which is arguably is the best contract in the NBA. Yeah, for his production, Look, yeah, for sure. It gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. It gotta be. Porzingis is making 31 mm-hmm. million to play less than 50 games mm-hmm. every season. Can't defend. Looks terrible. And the Mavs look way better when he's when he's not playing, um, that's real. That's ridiculous to me. But you said something, and I wanted to really ask you: Would you resign, Randall? You talk about that. <laughs> Look, I thought I answered. I thought I got out of that question. You didn't hear my Yo, answer. Bro. I said we're well, gonna pick up his team option and we'll run it back next year. That was my. <laughs> and, and, 
and, and you know what's so crazy? I love that answer because I can't who can that question. Who can? I'm like gonna... I, I feel like everybody I've talked to about this, as excited as everybody is, that has been everyone's response. I don't think anybody is ready to be the first one to go out there and say it's time to run him up for the next, mm-hmm. you know, extend him for five years, two hundred, whatever the the his his pay would be. I don't think I've heard anyone ready to say that yet because I don't think anybody is ready to say it. It's scary. It's scary. It is because how do we know we're gonna get this every single time? How do we not know this is an anomaly? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear it. I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And, and and you gotta think about it too. Like dudes who's been Nick fans for twenty plus right. years. Like a lot of people. Like I have. Like you have. Everybody. Dudes seen Patrick Ewing get traded, and we signed Jerome, Jerome James. Like <laughs> Jerome people seen that. Like people, people seen when we traded Tracy McGrady. Yes, we did. <laughs> like people seen when we traded um, two first round picks for Andres Bargnani. Like we've seen this, so it, you have a right to feel scared. I think that's the perfect word, bro. Scared. I think we all scared. And. That's right. Yeah. So, so can you answer it? Can Damn, you answer I'm, the question? I'm so scared, man. Look, I'm a listen, bro. I right. used to hate Randall. Um, Randall is playing so well that for me to honestly say to you, yeah, let's trade him for a first round pick. Yeah, it sounds stupid. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it sounds mm-hmm. very stupid. And then I'm watching last night. Randall Mom's talking mm-hmm. on the screen, and he like, you know, Nick fans, mm-hmm. we back. You know, the crowd chant MVP. I, I can't get rid of it. Right? That, yes, bro. sir. Right, right, <laughs> right. I can't, I, I can't just let that walk. I can't let. I can, I can't just let that walk out of the building. I can't let twenty three points, eleven rebounds, five point five assists, forty eight percent from the field, forty one percent from from three. 81% from um, free throw range. Only other player to do that is Larry Bird. Yeah. What am I trading him for? But you got to look at the other Thank side you. of the coin, though. There it is. OB Top. Look at that transition. And I think about OB yeah. Toppin a lot, bro. I think about OB Toppin every time Julius Randle yeah. scores a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and it don't make it no better that Tibbs puts him in for a cup of coffee you know, six minutes per half, and I'm like, and I'm seeing fans putting them in trades. I'm like, yo, bro, he doesn't even yeah. touch the ball. I, I love quickly, but quickly is not a he's not a good yeah. playmaker yet. I love Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose don't pass the ball a lot. Alec Burks thinks he's James Harden. Um, so they gotta find a balance. What? How do you feel about that whole situation as far as Randall? It's a difficult from? one, man, isn't it? Because no one was expecting, yeah. like we just finished saying, no one was expecting Julius Randall to have the season he was having. Like we were already having these questions in the draft, but everyone was thinking, well, you know, we're probably planning on getting rid of Julius Randall anyway by the deadline. So, you know, just have him play under Randall mm-hmm. for a little bit and then we'll hand him the keys and we'll keep the rebuild going. But then Julius Randle said, nah, 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 nah. I, I'm going to score 23 and 11 this season. Y'all ain't going to want to get rid of me. Oh, remember when I was shooting 29% from the three-point line? Yeah, how about I bump that up to 41? Y'all going to shut up now? Like, what are we supposed to do to that? You know what I'm saying? So it's been really hard to, to gauge and really hard to make any assumptions on because, like you said, like I'm not – I'm still high on Obi. I'm, I, I, I'm not saying I was looking into getting me him too. in the draft. You, you know, I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I was a Halliburton guy. I was looking at Vassell and other guys. 
but I, but knowing that he felt us at eight, that was the right move. So I was excited about it. You know what I mean? And I still am. I still think the kid mm-hmm. is going to be nice for us long term. But the problem, the problem is like, and this is just we gotta look at it like any other playoff team. Like hell, even though he might not end up being a good player, who knows? But look at Aaron Neesmith over on on Boston right now. Like this kid, a lot of people were expecting mm-hmm. him to be a high lottery pick, and he probably could have gone to any other team and would have been playing right away. But now he's on Boston relegated to not getting any minutes because he's got guys like Jalen Brown ahead of him. Now we're, we are right now we are at that like we're tiptoeing that line of being a, I don't say the word because I don't want to put the jinx it. But we're a, a P word team right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we are we're tiptoeing that line. <laughs> <laughs> we're tiptoeing that line. So it's like we got to be looking. We got to be talking about ourselves the same way we're talking about the Boston Celtics and those kind of other teams where you just have an all-star stud ahead of a up-and-coming rookie and he just has to wait his turn and that's just the unfortunate reality of the situation but that doesn't mean now that i need to trade him away because he's not doing enough stuff in 10 minutes like what the hell that's not enough time for him to do his thing like even last night he was playing uh, the warriors game excuse me he was playing really well in the short uh space of time that he was given but at the same time julius randall was the only other uh, offensive option we had you can't play them both at the same time because Obi Toppin would get killed by Kevon Looney. Like, that's just the way the, the situation would be because he's going to have to play the five and it would not have worked in last night's rotation. So, I don't know, man. I'm not worried about him. I'm really not. Um, but at the same time, when we are talking about this next year, we got to talk about extending Julius Randle and giving him a contract and then we got to worry about Obi Toppin. So, Ooh. that's why that, that sounds like a 2022 problem. So, I'm not going to worry about that right now. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm saying. Tough, that's gonna bro. be tough. It's that gonna be tough. Tough, bro. That, yeah, that's tough, bro. But you know, shout out to Facts. Parent, Facts. You know, yeah, the new scout because he magically gives us Emmanuel quickly. Oh, shout out to Mook Moore. That's right. Shout out, yes sir, Mook. Yes sir, yes sir, My God, salute. Um. Love the guy. Got us Emmanuel quickly. Um, this kid Emmanuel quickly has been everything I wanted Frank Nelson to be yeah, on offense. Yeah, yeah. The past um four years. I'm a Franker. I'm with you. I'm a guy who supports Frank. Mm-hmm. I love Frank Nelakina. But this mm-hmm. kid Emmanuel quickly, 90% from free throw, gunner, gunslinger, aggressive. I wish I could just mash him and Frank yes. into one basketball player. Yes. Because that'd be perfect. Yes. That would be insane. That would be insane with, with Frank's build and the confidence and shot of Emmanuel quickly and Frank's D. De- nah, son. That we that's that's talking about us having our franchise point guard right there, bro. I'll say that. <laughs> so yo, yo, quickly, man, this kid. So first of all, quickly is first in yes, all sir. rookies in PER. And he has a 54% true shooting and per this is per 40 minutes and it's per 40 is 5.4 assists. 25th pick. Rookie of the year, rookie of the year candidate should be a shoo-in for the first team or rookie this year. He better not get snubbed. Um, how you feel about Emmanuel quickly? Like, um, any any doubts about him so far? Do you think he needs to work on anything? You know, is Ooh, he the that's future the point guard? And one last mm-hmm. thing. One last thing. Give me a, a old school comp for him. I compare for me, I compared him to Tony Parker uh, in a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, I like Ooh, Bibbs. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. 
Um, you know what? I'm not going to front and be that kind of guy that said like, well, we drafted him. I knew he was going to do this. Like, no, I did not. I knew he was going to be a shooter and he's, <laughs> he, he's shown that and some. Um, so I've been very, 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 another surprise to me, him and Randall been the biggest surprise for me this season. And I'm again, very pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I, he, he, he's showing his rookie a little bit right now, which is to be expected. I think that's the problem with, with Knicks fans is like, Players like when they have the kind of rise that you know, like Mayo quickly has had, they're not allowed to go back to be their age, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everyone is, you know, they're dubbing him the starting point guard of the future and stuff. And to be honest, I, I'm not not there yet. I'm very excited about the kid. I definitely think he could potentially be him. I'm not gonna, I don't want to put him in a box, but right now, I love him mm-hmm. being that that spark off the bench for what we have right now because we need that. Like, it just be, I, I'd say this all the time, just because I don't think he should start. That's not a demotion. I still think he should play the most minutes of all our guards. I'm not, I'm not that that's how I feel. But I just feel like it's the best taking him off the bench. Because think about this. Like you take him off the bench, you put Alfred Payton on the bench. You want Alfred Payton running the bench with those with those guys? Do you want Alfred Payton and Derrick Rose playing at the same nah. time? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't want that. Nah. So like I, I, I'm cool with Quick coming off the bench, but I would like to see him play the most minutes of the guards because he is the one that's gonna do the most with it. So um with 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 that, um, that that's just my that's not where I'm with with Emmanuel quickly, and I got nothing but positive for him. Um, improvements are just you know his shot selection when he's off. That's my only thing, and he's shown some signs of being better at that. But you know, some games when he's I, I get it, shoot or shoot, I'm a hundred percent with with him on that because when you're open, let that mm-hmm. thing fly. When you feel like you're open, let it fly. But then there's some situations, you know, when you're like one in, one for seven, maybe you need to start moving the ball a little bit and let other people's eat. And then when you get your opportunity, take your shot still. And if it's not hitting, it's not hitting. So those are the few little things I think that he can improve on. But, again, he's a rookie. He's allowed to make those mistakes and learn. That's what this first year is supposed to be for. Um, now, as far as an old school, you want an old school comp? Tony Parker. So my comps that I've had have always been – it's been like a Tony Parker, Lou Will combination. That's what my, my comps have been. But if you want an old school one – Old school one. I don't. It's so hard to find someone outside of Tony Parker that plays his. I like the Mike Bibby one, but even then, that's a little bit rough because I feel like Quick is faster than Mike Bibby was. Um, yeah, yeah. Bibby had better dribble. God, Bibby God, God, dribble. God. I don't. Uh, old school. Yeah. So yeah, my my two I always pick would, would be Lou, Lou Will and, and Tony Parker. I think those are the two. He has the confidence and he has the the the, the range of a Lou Williams where he can shoot any anywhere. But that float game and the way his smoothness to get to the around the rim to get that floater up is Tony Parker esque. I know it hasn't been hitting as of late, but that's still something he's he you know he has in his repertoire. But I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one, man. A old a old school calm. I, I I can't. I'm gonna need some time on that one because like this. I come up with players, but I'm it's like, but tough. nah, but but IQ's better at doing that, or nah, you know, he's not quite oh like like that, you know. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. So as far as Manuel quickly is concerned, you see him as a point. Last thing about quickly, and then we can get to um everybody's <laughs> favorite RJ Barrett. But do you see do you see quickly as a point guard for the future, or do you see? Him I see as him as a, a guard, guard for the future. Um, I see more. Uh, like I said, I see him as that guy that's going to be the spark plug off the bench, and that's not. And, and I still think he has the potential to be something more. But for right now, just my vision of seeing him right now, I think he's that guy that's going to be that 30, 30, 32, 33 minute guy off the bench. That's just going to be instant offense. That's that's my role from. So whether it's the point, whether it's at the two, um, I I, I don't think I, I can't place him at that. 
but I definitely see him being that guy that, you know, you know, the second unit is about to get burned by Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. So shout out to Emmanuel quickly, man. And once again, one more time, I got to shout out more parents. 100%, man. Hell of a drag. Hey, you got to get some Kenny Payne too, though, bro. Don't don't take that away from Kenny Payne because, you know, Kenny Payne was there with him. So, you know, that's on Kenny Payne too. Kenny Payne is a part of the mafia. The Knicks is running. Dick Leon Rose is. I love it, man. That's why Tibbs made too much sense at coach, bro. You gotta have another mob boss to run with you. Yeah, it made too much sense, man. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you're not Kentucky or CNN, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's facts. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's get, let's yes, go sir. to Mr. RJ Barrett. Mr. Every time he has a, a couple of bad games, everybody <laughs> want to trade him for Bradley Bill or Zach Levine. Um, you know, RJ Barrett is 13th right now, ranked in shooting guards and points. No one younger than him is ahead of him. It is ahead of him. He's third right now, ranked shooting guards and rebounds. No one is younger mm-hmm. than him that's ahead of him. And right now he's 15th ranked in shooting guards and assists, and no one yeah. ahead of him is younger than him. Um, yeah, I love RJ Barrett, bro. RJ is the highest pick of my lifetime, and I'm telling mm-hmm. Nick fans right now, I will trade my teams <laughs> before I trade RJ Barrett. RJ, is my <laughs> I love that. I'm not trading him, bro. I'm not <laughs> trading him for nobody. My reasoning for that is you you build championships and mm. starts with your wings. We got a young mm. wing that's 20 right now who's shooting way better mm-hmm. from everywhere on the field from last season. Look, for example, um three to ten feet, field, field goal percentage by distance, three to ten feet. Last year was 26%. This year is 32%. 10 to 16 feet. Last year was 27%. This year mm, is like that 34%. So, and, and then 16 feet to the three-point line. 28% yes, to 41%. And these numbers match up with the eye test because I'm watching an R.J. Barrett pull up for mid-range. They're pretty. Numbers. They're real pretty this year, beautiful. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And... I, I have fights with myself, with my thought process when it comes to R.J. Barrett, bro. R.J., imagine, all right, you ever watch Justice The TV League? show? Yeah, of course I did. As a kid, I loved it. Yeah. All right. So R.J. is the guy next to the guy. He's Green Lantern, and he needs a Superman. That's how I view R.J. Like, I don't... I don't think he will ever be a championship mm-hmm. number one option, but I think he could be a prime number two option. Am I wrong on that statement? Do you think mm-hmm. he's higher than that? What, 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 what do you see from RJ? Because I'm seeing yeah, I would, it's so crazy. Right I was now. just gonna say Jalen yes. Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't co-sign yet. I still believe. I still believe that he has the potential to do so. If again, just like Obi Toppin. Who knows what he where he would have been if Julius Randle wasn't having the season he was having this year? There was a I, I thought he was he could have been a 1920 guy this year, um, 
but but he's he's got to be the number two to Julius Randle because Julius Randle's playing tremendously. So I'm I, I I'm close to co-signing with you, but I still believe that there he because of his build, because of the attitude, because of who he the, the kind of player that he, he tries to be and everything he's doing, everything he's improving at the age of twenty, he's already changed his jump shot, and it looks pretty. It's not hitting yet, but it's hitting at a better clip than it was in his rookie season. He's 20 years old, and he and all these things are changing now. This is the year for that to happen. So we still got to wait for 2020, 20, 21, 22, 23. And they say prime, these players don't hit their prime till they're 27. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, I, I still feel like there is that window for R.J. Barrett to still approach superstardom because he has so many different abilities that he is still growing and building upon defensively, his stop and go. There's so many things that are not hitting right now, but you you just like you said the eye test, you know it will hit at some point in his career. So I'm not ready to to say that yet. I, I think that's a fair. I think you're you're fair and you're onto something, but I really do believe that somewhere down the line he has the potential to be a guy that can can be a, a knockdown and that can do a lot of different things, uh, almost Jimmy Butler esque and some. You know what I mean? So. I, I, I definitely think that there is still yeah. potential for him to be a number one, but I think at the, yeah, I, I like that. Um, the comparison of the, uh, the green lantern, I think that's going to go over some people's heads, but I really like that. I see what you're saying with that. Um, yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong at all for thinking that. I just, I just feel like it's too soon to say that yet because I love what he is improving and working on at 20 years old year two. I still feel like there's a lot to come because I, I, I think there's, there's a huge chance that this kid can jump. He's at 16 points per game right now. There's a huge chance that this kid can jump to 22 next year, mm-hmm. depending on what the situation is with Julius Randle. Who and if we put other people around him, that might you know take some attention away from him. I think there's a lot of potential for him long term. Um, I've been on record saying that he was my favorite prospect of last year's draft. Obviously, I wanted Zion because Zion would have been nice for us. But I've been on record saying that RJ Barrett was my favorite person yes. in that draft. A lot like this year. Of course, I know we need Kate Cunningham, but I'm a huge Jalen Green guy, and I will I will, I will rock with Jalen Green regardless of where he goes. But Obviously, I know the Knicks would love and need Cade Cunningham long term. I don't know if that's going to happen because we're playing well, but that's how I was with Zion and RJ Barrett. Zion was the guy we should, we, I know we wanted, but RJ Barrett was the guy I was hoping we got under the covers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of faith in this kid. I really think that there's a yeah. lot to to still be seen with him long term. And yeah, he's having he's he's having a, a very solid and very good sophomore year with everything you just named. That's a lot of nice changes in the splits from you know around the rim to the three point line. And that's what I love to see. You want that steady growth, right? And you know, I, three things I'm gonna throw at you, and then we can get to the next topic. You know, R.J. Barrett, he's up to forty three percent. Last year he was forty percent. Last year, he was 61% from the free throw line. This year, he's 74%. Obviously, he's shooting better from three this year, right? RJ also is the best-rated defender on the team besides Reggie Bullock, and he's only 20 years old. So that's another beautiful thing. I'm going to give you a guy, right? I'm going to just give you points-per-game numbers. This guy's first four seasons. This same guy right now, is currently an all-star okay. starter. Season one, 14 points per game. Season two, 17 points per game. Season three, 15 points per game. Season four, 17 points per game. Who do you think this guy is? Can you give me a hint that's East or West? Okay. East. Okay. 
That's that is that is that Jalen Brown? Nope. <laughs> that's what's so funny it's about not, that's, it. Nope. That can't, that's not Jason Tatum. All right, let me get one more. Let me get nope. one more. I'm mm-hmm. trying not to look up the 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 all stars. I'm trying no no let me get one more. Let me get one more before I before you tell me. <laughs> um Eastern Conference. Can I get the stats one more time? Year one to four. Go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. Year one was 14 points per game. Year two was 17 points per game. Year three was 15 points per game. Year four was 17 points per game. That's not James Harden. Who was it? Yeah, that's nope. what I'm saying. James Harden had a nice Who was no. it? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that everybody <laughs> wants to swap him for. Well, well, well. Damn, I'm so upset I didn't think about that. Oh, the poetic justice. Golly. Uh, uh, and, and, and the reason why I say that is because people yes. always compare RJ to these dudes who's been in the right. league yep. six, seven years. Wait, just be patient. Like, yes, that's what it I is. I think 100%. it's just the New York vibe. Like, I think that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, like I think that's just being a New Yorker. Like you impatient, you don't want to wait for nothing. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And then let's finish this this last thing. Then we can get to the last segment. Would you trade RJ for anything? Is there anything in the NBA that you would consider, even consider, picking up the phone for? Um, unless God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant is coming down from heaven's gates, or Michael Jordan suddenly um gets the <laughs> fountain of youth. Um, I think I'm with you. I I, I don't know if I'm trading my parents before I'm trading anybody. <laughs> I love that line, yo. But no, I, 20 years old with everything we just named, man. Nah, I'm 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 buying on. I want all the stock on RJ Barrett long term. All the stock, all of the stock. So no, I got nothing for you. Nobody. I, you can tell me no, nobody. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, all right, so we agree there. All right, so last part, you know, like three, we got two more youngins to talk about there. I just wanted to bring up the vets real quick, and I'm going to let you get out of here. You know, everybody's favorite two, Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm going to add Frank Nillikina to that yeah. as well. Frank Nillikina, that's the third one. Um, yeah. Mitchell Robinson's currently hurt right now. You know, a lot of people bring up, what are you going to pay Mitchell Robinson? Do we need Mitchell Robinson? Would you trade Mitchell Robinson? You know, I think Mitchell Robinson single-handedly is one of the sole reasons why we're a top five defense. Mm-hmm. And I take stock in that. And I tell everybody all the time, I'm offering Mitchell Robinson $13 million okay. off rip this okay. summer. I'm offering him $13 million. And my reasoning for offering him $13 million, he's not an all-star yet. You banking on him, getting some offense. And also, that's the amount, that that's probably the most he can get right now as far as his stats is concerned. Because I'm not mm-hmm. interested in Andre Drummond. I'm I'm be honest. I see everybody talking about Drummond. Drummond, cool. But I'm, I'm good right now. How do you feel about Mitch? Um, Mitch season so far. I, for me personally, I think mm-hmm. his, his offense is just real disappointing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you wanted more out of him mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. I think I did. I wanted to see jump shots finally. So I'm never taking. Good. Stop I, I I'm trying to kind of campaign that on Twitter. I try to tell everybody stop. 
Stop. Watch them, enjoy them, but don't take yeah. anything away from them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how you feel about Mitch? Uh, I love Mitch for what he is, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I you brought your last one was exactly what I had come to the conclusion with this the before he had the season he had. It's just like you know, um, he is what he is, and I still think that there is still more that he can he will improve with, with his game right now. But he is what he is. He's not gonna be that guy that Anthony Davis everyone was hoping he was gonna be, where he's just gonna start flying and letting those things go from the three point line. I I still think that there it could be some stock and there could still be some potential for him in the mid range. You know, like those Nerlens Noel. Every now and then you see him take those jump shots in the mid range and stuff. I still think there's hope for Mitch Robinson to do that at some point. I still believe that that's that could be the kids young, but as far as you know him, the hook shots, it's not. That's not. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, I think you know what RJ Barrett has done with him right before the injury. You know, getting him the ball around the rim quicker. You know, um, giving those little gimmies and stuff yeah, like that, alley oops. Those that that is who he is. You know, uh, I I always say you know I always compare him to a guy that we had, the real number six that we've had, and that's uh, Tyson Chandler. Um, <laughs> I, I, he is, he's very similar to what he is. I, I've been saying, I, I wanted Tyson Chandler just to come, just to be there for Mitchell Robinson, just to be like, well, this is like, imagine Mitchell Robinson with that tip out rebound. Was it the tip bound? Whatever we used to call that. All he needs to do is add that yeah, to his game. And this man is going to be averaging 20 boards a game. Like he's already doing a good job. You know, he's, his strength has come up this year. Um, which was he he did all the things that I was hoping for him to do. And I know we're missing the blocks because you know his rookie season he was teasing us like he would look he felt like he was gonna average five blocks a game, ten blocks a game, it felt like. But to control the fouls, you know, he's not jumping as often and missing some stuff, which I'm okay with because he's staying in the games, and that's what's been most important with Mitchell Robinson. Um, I still think there's a lot to see from Mitch. I still think he has the potential to be a guy that can be a, a you know, a 15 and 10 guy or, or 13 and 10 guy at some point in his career. I like the 13. Um, I'm just always worried about what he's going to ask for and what his agency is going to ask for because I think in his carousel of agencies, he's with Clutch now, right? So Clutch is known to. Oh, so where's he yep. at now? See, this no, is my no, problem no. with him. Where's he, he at now? CAA. I think he, <laughs> I think he's with. Uh, See, I'm I, I, I can't keep up, bro. I can't keep up with him. We're gonna find out tomorrow. He's gonna sign with Levar Ball and whoever and Triple B <laughs> Entertainment or something like that. Like I, I don't know. This dude got a new agent every month, bro. <laughs> well, then, okay. So then maybe we can get away with that thirteen because I, I think that's a good price range for him. I'm just afraid that he's gonna you know try and get more. Because he's still going to be riding off of potential, um, and that's what's going to be sold. But um, I, I, I'm okay with that price range. I'm okay with anything between ten and thirteen. Um, I don't want to give too much more than that because, like you said, still an all star, still hasn't shown us much offensively. He is what he is, a defensive anchor. But in today's NBA, you know, some people might believe that that could be replaced or whatever. So I think that's a good price range for him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with him. I, I have no. No complaints with Mitchell Robinson at all. I never took stock in those videos and the, the jump shots. I do believe there's a shot there, so I think the mid-range can come at some point. I'm hoping that's the only thing I'm going to hold on to. Other than that, um, yeah, I, we got to pay him. I, I think we can pay him a good you know, 13 mil, but how, how long is this contract that you're giving him? I'm giving him four years. Um, I'm, I'm giving him four years based off the fact that we should probably be out of COVID by that time and we should take we should take advantage of the market now because we don't know what the cap amount gonna be in four years. So I feel like that'll be a steal now. 
And plus, some some freaking team gonna come in and give him the Jared yeah. Link contract. Don't feel like going through that again. Yeah, you know that that was tough. That was tough, man. I, I can't be. Somebody got to raise the goddamn Harley <laughs> Walker. People talk about resigning Randall. I'm more interested in yeah. who the hell one of these kids we gonna resign because the last time the Knicks resigned a player they yeah. drafted. Was nineteen ninety four. Me too. <laughs> I was four years old. Me too. Old. <laughs> so, so they, they gotta stop this nonsense. Just as w- far as letting these mm-hmm. young dudes go while they're on the rookie mm-hmm. scale deal. They they got. You brought up Knox and uh, Frank. So no. Yeah, Knox yeah. and Frank. I think you you the only person boys. that's with me I, on the Knox live like boys. like that like that like I know other people are cool with Knox because of how he started off this season but I know you one of the only people like me that's rocking with Knox for real for real like I I, I support him but it's you know <laughs> yo bro yo bro I got called all types of names yeah. bro for supporting Knox bro like like dudes dudes right I get that too. well you don't know basketball well you stupid. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, they, they take it real st- Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they take it too far. <laughs> so, you know, how do you feel about Knox and Frank not playing? Like, and for me, you know, I'm watching Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks put up triple singles most nights, and I'm watching Alfred Payton, who should never, ever, ever, ever Facts. take more than 10 shots on 19 any shots. NBA F that, man. That made me so mad. 19 shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I, bro, I don't know about you, bro. I be, I count how many times Alfred will pass the ball out of drives, bro. And that's so sad because that was his game, bro. That was his game. He was a facilitator. He was a facilitator all the way up until he put on the Knicks uniform. And I blame Fisdale. I don't know what Fisdale told him that made him believe that he's just this offensive juggernaut because I have not seen <laughs> – the triple double, you know, guy that I, I, I thought he, we were going to get. Like, he, this dude does not move the ball at all. And if he tries to move the ball, it's after burning 20 of the 24 seconds on the shot clock and dribbling up the top of the key. Like, it's just frustrating. This is not the for pain I was, I was hoping that we were going to sign. Like, I don't know. Don't get me started on him. Yeah, bro. It'd be killing me. So, so like, do you – do you feel ang- like are you angry about Knox and Frank not playing? Or are you just on the man, I don't care, man. Trade them, let them go to number two. Uh, um, it's confusion more than anger. Right um, I am, I am starting to feel that the latter, uh, more with Frank because this kid, this poor dude, man, every year he is he is not getting a far, fair shot, man, but also on the other man. side too. When he does finally get that fair shot and he's playing well, there's always some injury, so it's always something. Oh my god. Is that what it is? Y'all think that's what it is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's God, God, man. Dealing with the right women from Soho and all that, man. man. It's God, man. And and it be it be bad because I'll be watching the games. I'm like, damn, like I know Knox could do better than what Bullock doing right now. See, and I completely disagree. That is what Knox does so well. And that's why I feel like he should be getting minutes. Knox does the little stuff. I just think it's because he doesn't do some of the glaring things that people want him to do. 
That's why he gets benched. Knox, uh, in the last – see, I can go on about this. Don't do not get me started. In his, the last game where he played garbage minutes, this man managed to have almost like – in two minutes of play, this dude instantly got a steal, got a rebound, got an assist, got his bucket, and foul, got right. two fouls in like a two-minute span. This dude does all of the little things. Yet the consistency is probably the thing that makes me want to pull my hair with Kevin Knox. I just wish he I, – I understand he is still young, just barely turned 21. So that that comes with that. But at the same time, like, yeah. I, I'm more confused and angry about him not playing because I just I – don't, I don't know what it is that he – you're expecting from him to do or what you need him to do to get in the rotation because what we need is what he has. We need length at the wing. We need help at the forward position, whether it's the three or the four. So I, I and he he's shooting forty percent from the three point line this year. You know what I'm saying? Just on just on the bench, and you know just what I mean. So the bench, there's the confusion bro. with why he's not in the rotation. Um, I'm not ready to. I gotta admit, and I know I'm probably gonna get killed from this. And you're probably gonna you you probably gonna cut me off your your podcast as soon as I'm about to say what I'm gonna say, but. I I get ahead, I bro. I get the Reggie Bullock love this year. I understand it. So <laughs> I know people are gonna hate me. I don't think he should play as many minutes as he as he plays. I'm I'm with y'all on there. But at the same time, we've seen the games where Reggie Bullock doesn't play. We've seen how valuable his defense has been. So because of that, and he has had some games where he would be making those spot up shots. What I don't like is when he be taking shots on the move thinking that he is somebody he's not those are when i have the issue with them but when he takes a spot of shot off of a pass from randall or rj he typically makes them and he does a very good job at the perimeter defense like it, he, he he's shown his value in that that being said i don't think he should be playing no 32 35 minutes a game now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna co-sign that but i do see the value in Hell him playing no. and i'm okay with him being with the stars because he could be a guy that spaces the floor if we use him the right way um, but that being said, as far as the bench unit and, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there is a place for Frank Nielkin and a place for Kevin Knox. Um, but again, these rotations have been crazy with Frank Nielkin. Yeah. My thing with Frank Nielkin, though, just to answer that question quickly is Frank's last game was great. I was so excited. What did he, what did he have? What, what didn't he have? Like he was, he was in the twenties. No, yes. what was his last game? 16. I think he had 16. I think he yeah. had 16. I think yes. quickly was killing. Obi was killing. I think that was the game. And this is what I tell Nick fans. Like, I hate, <laughs> I really dislike Alfred Payton's game. The one game he didn't play. And thank God he's not playing the next game. So we could actually see if this was correct. The one game Alfred didn't play, and it was quickly in um, Frank Nalakina, man in the point guard spot, and Jarrah Harper. Shout out to Jarrah Harper because he's producing in the G League. Yeah. Bro, we scored 140 points. I don't care if it's preseason. We scored 140 points. So it's going to be a. I want to. I'm very interested to see who tips start. Can I call it right now? Can I I tell you how how it's going to go? I can tell you how it's going to go. I can tell you how it's going to go, and we're not. You're not going to like it. What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen is he's either going to. No, no, there's no either. He's going to start Derrick Rose. Which okay, fine. He's gonna start Derrick Rose. You know why? Why I feel like he's gonna go that way. How do we end the game yesterday? We ended with Derrick Rose with the starting unit. So I feel like he's gonna rock with that again to start off tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. And you know who's gonna get minutes before Frank Nealakina? Frank Nealakina probably doesn't see the court tomorrow. Austin Rivers. 
You could book it. Oh my god! I, I'll be I'll be looking oh for your tweet. God. Um, at, during tomorrow's game, I'll be uh, looking for your tweet. Yo, <laughs> <I'll> be, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Pro- Look, I've been proven yo, wrong bro. many times this season. I hope this is another one of those instances, but I don't feel like I will be. Yeah, you you know what's so crazy about the Knicks? They so predictable. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought the same thing before I even asked you the question. I said, I mean, they, you know, damn yeah. well. Yep. 100%. Austin Rivers before yep. Frank. <laughs> so it, it it's tough, man. It's tough, bro. I, I just hope the best for Frank. You know, shout outs to Moulier. He's out the league. Ramon shout Sessions, Trey Burke. He's in the G League. You know, Trey Burke. Yeah, he's, he's out of a rotation right now. You know, Alfred Payton. I... Alfred Payton playing like somebody he's not, maybe mm. because he feels the heat of, of the point guard rotation. They feel like he got to score in order to keep his spot. I respect it. But it, it would be nice to see those two former lottery picks in particular actually get some time. Um, last thing, I'm going to get you out of here. You know, I say I say this for last because we got to talk about this. This whole <laughs> Porzingis trade. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I got time. What's yeah? What's good? What's up? Uh, so I see the you know I see the tweet. You know the Mavs is sniffing around. You know to see Porzingis. You know potential trade. And I look at I'm like, damn. These dudes clowned us for a whole summer, whole year, clowning us about Porzingis not paying them a max contract. And now the Mavericks is trying to trade him. Then you see Mark Cuban say, oh, well, you know, we're not trading Porzingis. But why the hell Porzingis unfollowed y'all on Instagram? Then he unfollowed the next one on Instagram. We traded his ass about a month later. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. did the Knicks win the trade? I think we won the trade, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the Dallas pick lands because regardless of where it lands, we got Walt Parent. So my confidence mm-hmm. – with the scouting staff is is high right now, but because of Julius Randle's production mm-hmm. and the contract mm-hmm. that Randle got, and us signing yeah. Mook and then trading Mook for quickly, and we getting two unprotected, yep. we getting one unprotected first round pick and a future first round pick. That's my reasoning for saying we won the trade, and also we avoided the the PR nightmare because I remember um, Alan Hahn saying. They hid at least four other instances behind the scenes yeah. when it came to Porzingis. They kept it on the wraps. So maybe it was more than what we know. But how do you feel about the whole Porzingis trade situation, bro? I, 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 I think about it. <laughs> try- it a lot my petty came so. out. My petty came out. Um, <laughs> look, I, I felt like we won this trade way back last year when he got hurt. That's when I when I knew like I, I felt like you know we were gonna have a good trade. I was not thinking that Dennis Smith. I'm sorry, I was never a big Dennis Smith Jr. fan. I apologize to those who are, but I never was big on Dennis Smith Jr. But the reason why I felt like we won the trade was exactly like you mentioned the draft picks, the draft picks, the draft picks, the draft picks were the biggest thing, as well as anybody with eyes. As much as we want, you know, we were glossed a little bit because we were excited to have an all star type of player. But anybody with eyes could see that Chris Asperzingis was going to be an injury-prone player after the injury he suffered. And even from then, the, the, mm-hmm. the dude landed weird. I've, I've, you, can, you can search. You can check all my tweets from when we had him on our team. I, I tweeted about it many times. 
how afraid and how scared I was of the way he plays because he plays like he's 6'3", not realizing he's seven foot three. So I always had worries about his, you know, his injuries and whatnot. And and so then when he got hurt with the Mavericks and then when he came back and then his other knee was starting to bother him and that eventually took him out, you know, that was when I knew that we had won the trade. I'll admit in the bubble, I was a little worried, like, oh, or or maybe, uh oh, maybe they, maybe, maybe this might be a little bit, maybe we might begin, um, you know, deserving (laughs) what we begin from the media. But that was just a little bit. It was in the back of my head. But no, from from last year, I knew that we had won the trade. And now going into this year with the Mavericks playing as bad as they've been playing, and we could potentially get a lottery pick from them, especially with how well the Western Conference is right now. It's looking they're probably going to be outside looking at 9 or 10. Um, There's no way around it. There's no way around you saying that we lost this trade. There's no way. We won this trade. There's no way around it. No way around it. Because you can talk about um, the trade in itself, but there's, like you mentioned, there's so many other factors around it. Julius Randle, who is is the quote-unquote replacement for him on a lesser contract, overachieving, playing every game as a New York Knicks since signing a contract. That's something (laughs) – KB, yep. Chris Stapps could not say that he did. You know what I'm saying? He got hurt. Not not his fault, but that's just the way it is. You know, accountability is, you know what I mean? It's important. You know, being on the court, on the floor is important. So, yep. um, and like you said, Mook, who was a part of, you know, us bringing in a new regime and then flipping that into Mayo Quickly, who is potentially going to be a, a key to um the future of this team. So, yeah, it just feels like we, we definitely came out on top with that move. Um, but I understand, you know, the black and white and the media is going to continue to stay on their sword that, you know, they because they got the player, they technically won the trade. But I disagree with that. I do, too. Um, Porzingis, good luck to you. I felt like he ruined his career. Me, too, man. Once Me, too. Asked for that trade. But shout out to his bro. He, he, he ruined his bro. I don't remember your name, but shout out to brother Porzingis. I don't remember what your name was, but that I, I'm putting that on you, bro. I call, there you I go. call him the Latvian mobster. The, okay. Janice. I think his okay. name is Janice. No. Shout out <laughs> to him. <laughs> the, so the, these guys, man, Scott Perry, man, I really appreciate this guy right now because of that trade. Um, he left us in a great spot. But let's take it back even further. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson compared <laughs> he did he did <laughs> i was drinking water sorry <laughs> he did <laughs> and, I, and i remember cursing at my tv like yeah. Yo, what you talking about man you yeah. don't know nothing man i, I feel and, and phil jackson he won yes Porzingis for devin booker and we fought him <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Stephen A got on first take and said, get this man out of New York. <laughs> Hurry up quick, fast. But I, I, I mentioned that to say that, you know, in hindsight, we avoided the the early 2000s Knicks. Yes. We avoided that was one of the first ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that was really, really huge. So What's your what's your outlook on everything now? Finally, um, you know, we spoke about everything. We spoke about the roster, the players, and everything, and the Porzingis trade. Just what's happiness, man. Like, the, I can, you want me? I can go down the list, man. This is the first time 
the first time. This is why in that same video you talked about, I talked about us staying put and not making any big trades. Not saying not make any trades because, you know, there could be some trade. You know, if we got to move Austin Rivers or for Payton, if those moves come up, then do that. But no need to make any big trades because we are ever since this offseason when we hired the, the the coaching staff that we have, the front office that we brought in, that was the beginning of the turn of this New York Knicks team. We have cap space, a lot of it. We have synergy right. within our organization right. from the players to the coaching staff to the front office. And for those who want to be ignorant, I believe it, but I'm here to tell you to the owner, James Dolan. The Knicks have not had that in years. Yep. That is very important. And I'm very excited about that. And we going back to the players, we have a mixture of young core with that are all good, not just young core that we're hoping are going to be good, from Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. Yes, I'll even throw Knox, Frank, Mitchell Robinson. We have young guys that can hoop and that can play the game of basketball mixed in with some veterans for right now, building a foundation where it's only going to you know, entice other players to want to come and join this team. The Knicks are in one of the best positions that we've been in in years. And it's the first time in a long time that I'm not That's only excited and looking on to the next season, I'm enjoying the now. So very, very good place. I, and I feel like this is not an anomaly. I don't think this is just a, a stroke of luck. I think this is something that has been built and that was being put into the right, uh, you know, put, was being put into place and was solidified this year when we brought in everyone that we brought in. Leon Rose has been doing a tremendous job. Worldwide West behind the scenes doing what he got to do. Um, like you said, from Walt, per Walt Perrin, you can go down to the everybody is the, the my favorite thing outside of just having the coaching staff we had is for the first time in a long time, we brought in guys to do a single job. We didn't have one dude trying to do everything. Shout out to Steve Mills. We had guys doing a job. We got a dude handling the stats, a dude handling the books, a dude handling the scouting. We got a dude handling, you know, the big men. We got a dude. Everybody has a job on this team and everyone communicates with each other. It's just a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful site. We look like a well-run organization and I'm very excited for the future of this Knicks, but I'm also extremely excited for what we're watching right now. So that's my overlook and my overall take with the New York Knicks right now. And I'm loving it. It's been great. It's been, it's really good. Always love being a Knicks fan, but this year has been one of those years where we puffing out our chest a little bit more. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> Yo, bro, you, you know you know you feeling good as a Knicks fan, man. I go to work, bro. Dudes be like, mm. "Yo, man, I see your man Julius Randle." Yeah. <laughs> fuck out of here! You tweeted about him last year, <laughs> and then I walk off because it's genuine, like. When you a Nick fan, you got the energy, you got the passion. Like even when your team trash, you going you gonna talk good about them. So Facts. what? My team trash. I'm still repping. So what? But this year, specifically, I think I haven't felt like this yeah. since 2012. 2013, 2014. Yeah, I, yeah, no, that 2012 season. I, I, I was happy, and, and also 2010 season. Amari, man, shout out to that man was, yeah, uh, yeah, good to you. Shout you don't get enough praise. Bruh, bruh, remember his 10 games that he was going crazy? I think he was averaging like 30 and 9, but he was just, <laughs> yeah. Amari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, 
I, we had a good conversation, man. CK, man. Yeah, I man. Loved it. It was a lot of fun, man. On the show, man. Um, it, yeah, man. I didn't. I didn't expect for it to be this long of a show, but hey, man. I, I try to get as much information as I possibly can out of you, as far as the Knicks is concerned. So Nick Nation can always hear everything from everybody that I get on the show right, anytime. So, Anytime, man. I'm glad we finally got this to happen because I remember we talked about show, it last bro. year. We weren't able to make it work, so I'm glad that we, we got it this time. Because yeah, this is dope. This is dope. Really dope conversation, man. For me personally, last year, the, I, last yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you, bro. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was so bad, but but um, brother, I want to let you go now. Um. Tell the people where they could find you. Tell the people your next project. You know, tell them about the Teespring. You know, oh man, people always get on me. I hate this part, you know, because I I always want to say first and foremost, you know, you got to show love. And if you are listening to this, you find this on Twitter, but you are not subscribed to my man's pod. You make sure you go subscribe to the pod so you're getting them every time they come out. That's what's most important. But yes, you can find me. Obviously, you can find me everywhere. CK2K. Twitter, you know, Instagram, even though I need to get my Instagram game up. But yeah, everywhere. YouTube. Um, yeah, find me everywhere at CK2K. Um, yeah, the we have new, new merch is on the way, so I'm not gonna plug that, but yeah, Teespring backslash CK2K, but new merch is on the way there. Um, but man, yeah, like I said, man, support this this I'm glad to be here. Support this show, subscribe. Don't just listen and then not come not come back and make sure you check tune in to the next episode as well. That's what it's about. So, Anytime, bro. My God, I appreciate you coming on again. I'm, a, I'm, I'm I'll be ready. To get Let me you know on the show before the season ends. Cool. Um, so I, I'm gonna definitely hit you up for that. Um, Nick Nation, you know I appreciate y'all for listening in. CK2K, if you don't know him, please go to his channel, bro. Y'all gonna love it, brothers, sisters. <laughs> I don't care, animals, whoever. Go tune into this guy's show. You're gonna love it. It's authentic. Sounds like you had a barbershop. He doesn't <laughs> right. kill your, your brain with all the numbers, give you all the advanced statistics, the nerdy numbers. You know, it's just straight up Nick appreciate talk, that. good appreciate Nick that. talk, and we could all appreciate that. CK, I'm out of here. Episode 135, State of the Union Podcast. Yada.